0: Heyo, and welcome to The Badass is the New Skinny Podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life. So, that you're making sustainable changes over time. So, if you're ready to get your shit together for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey, yo, my friends, welcome back. I'm gonna be honest, I don't feel well. Like, I really don't feel well today, but here's the deal. Growing up when I was in school, my mom used to say, that if we're too sick to go, to go to school, we're too sick to play. Consequently, I ended up going to school a lot when I would have rather stayed home. Now, granted, if I was actually like really sick, I would stay home and it would be worth it. But I've kind of carried this philosophy into adulthood and <sighs> I was off all last week. And I want to say, this Saturday I woke up not feeling well, and here we are on a Tuesday, and I'm still not feeling well. But goddammit, I have gone to work the last two days, and by gone to work, I mean that I worked from home. But I did get up and get dressed and put on a real face and people like a grown-up, and it was exhausting. But, here's the thing. I realize that for most people recording a podcast would not be considered play but this is something that I really enjoy doing and so if I had to work the last two days I am going to freaking record this podcast and tinker with it and have fun with it because I did the the stupid adulting part and now I'm gonna do the fun part so here we go bear with me if I sound a little bit wonky I'm a little stuffed up also i'm in the pacific northwest the smoke where i'm at from fires nearby has been really bad the last few days so we're just gonna roll with it we're gonna do the best we can and by we i mean me myself and i and all of my my multiple personalities that are kind of you know fighting to get out so with that in mind let's go ahead and jump into today's conversation so I'm going to be straight with you. This is going to be a tough conversation and might seem like a strange topic for this podcast. We're just starting off on all kinds of odd footings today, aren't we? Um, I promise there's a reason and a point to it, so hang in there with me. Today I'm going to talk to you about what it's been like for me to realize I'll probably never be a mom. So, yeah, we're cutting right to the chase. Hear me out. This month I turned 35. I took last week off because my birthday was on a Tuesday of all days. If you didn't know, Tuesday is the armpit of the week. It's not Monday, it's not hump day, it's not Friday Eve, it's not Friday, it's just Tuesday. It doesn't get more vanilla than that. So I took the whole week off. Take that, Tuesday. There you go. Gearing up for my week off, I thought, I'm gonna get a shit ton of stuff done for my business. I'm going to make so much progress. I'm going to treat the week as if it's a week of working my business and blah blah blah. But I didn't. As it turns out, I needed the break. After working full-time and going to school for a while and then dropping school and picking up a business, turns out I'm fucking tired. Might also be part of the reason that I'm not feeling well, but we're not we're not going to address that. We're going to we're going to gloss right over that one for now. The fact that I overslept by an hour and a half on Monday morning this week, going back to work after my week off, just reiterated that, you know, I'm fucking tired thing to the umpteenth degree. All that said, while I didn't work on my business as much as I thought I would, I did work. And I spent a ton of time in my head, I'm good at that, wondering where I was going in my business, but also in my life. I spent a lot of time watching anti-MLM YouTube and listening to business podcasts. I did a lot of things during my time off, and in the process, as strange as it sounds, there was something that hit me really hard. There's not a whole lot of support for women who aren't moms. Women like me. In fact, there's kind of a lot of subtle shame around it. And maybe for some of you out there, that shame is not so subtle. While not directed at me, because that would require being social, and let's face it, I'm not terribly social, I was inundated by how different life is for moms and how much is expected of them and how people who aren't moms just don't get it. Can I just say I got really fucking annoyed? Maybe that's not a popular opinion, but I I got really annoyed by this. Now don't get me wrong, I 100% understand that I don't relate to the struggle of moms, especially those who have several kids, are doing it on their own, or don't have much support from their partner, whatever the case may be. Even if they do have great support from their partner, just being a mom is hard, and there are a lot of demands on women who are moms. I understand that this is something I'll probably never be able to relate to. Never be able to relate to. I had to let that sink in a little bit over this past week. And I have to say, it was a wild ride. Do you know how much shame comes up with that? How much of this sense of failure that comes along with it? How dare I? I want to put the kibosh on something real quick. Is it possible that someday I might have kids? Anything's possible. I'm 35, not dead. I get that. However, I'm also single. And the reality of dating at my age is that most potential partners are also on the other side of an unsuccessful marriage, likely already have kids of their own, or gasp, they never want kids to begin with. As horrified as my little 16 year old self might be, I don't think I want kids at this point either. And yes, I wanted kids at 16. Thankfully, I was just smart enough at that point to know that that was a terrible idea and I was nowhere near ready. Anyway. As much as I wanted kids at 16, that was 19 years ago. That was many failed relationships ago, a failed marriage ago, two miscarriages ago, and now my nieces are 8, 12, and 14, going on 15. The thing is, though, I've seen enough and experienced enough at this point, I'm not sure I want to bring kids into the world. I worry about my nieces going to school between social media and school shootings. What's in store for them? They were at the county fair a couple of years ago, and someone, not my nieces, got shot. Fucking really? It seems like you can't go anywhere anymore without that being a risk. I'm off track. This wasn't the point of this conversation. The point is, the more I got to thinking about it, the more I realized that I'm not real crazy about the idea of having kids. But there's also this idea that because of that, the women who don't have kids have it so much easier in life in general, or will never understand, or whatever. And okay, to some extent I will agree with that. I'm not shuffling kids back and forth to soccer practice, waking up in the middle of the night for feedings, fielding phone calls from teachers or school counselors, or staying up late wondering where my kid is at and why they're not home yet. There are things that I will never be able to relate to. I never expected to be kidless and not be able to relate to this. But this past week, as I was watching some of these anti-MLM videos, it hit me hard that those are things I'll probably never be able to relate to. So for context, multi-level marketing MLM companies often target moms who want to stay home with their kids. As I've been thinking about my business, I've been thinking about my niche and who it is I want to support. If you listened to a previous podcast episode, episode 14, You may remember that I mentioned that I want to support people who are trying to rebuild after a life change. I'll link to it in the show notes. Hang in there with me on this because I'll come back to it. Anyway, this still feels pretty broad, so I got to thinking maybe there's a space for me to narrow that focus further to support women in my shoes. Women who are on the other side of a big life change, or two, or five, and find themselves kidless and riddled with shame, loss, lack of purpose. I say lack of purpose because so many women find purpose in being a mom. I think that's great, but I also think that there's more than that for women too. And I'll put a pin in that for now. So anyway, I started searching after watching all of these anti-MLM videos and, you know, hearing more and more about the struggles for moms and, you know, all of these things that they're trying to do to support their families and show up for their kids and all these things. I wanted to see if there were wellness coaches who focused specifically on kidless women, so that there was some of that support without the shame or condescension. Oh, you have so much more freedom and flexibility because you're not a mom. Instead, the first YouTube video I found was some douche canoe talking about how child-free couples are selfish. That middle-aged white guy can fuck right the hell off. But that's the stigma, right? There's this idea that, especially for women, not having kids makes you less than. It's not talked about. My theory is that it's not talked about because moms have a really hard job. And I'm not disagreeing with that. They have an incredibly difficult and important job, and they deserve all of the support in the world. The thing is, they have a shit ton of support. Whether the support is any good or helpful, I'm really not in any position to say but i can tell you for sure that there's a bazillion resources for moms you know one of the problems with not being a mom it's pretty isolating i'm not saying there's no support but even as more and more women and couples in general are choosing to be kidless or are kidless by circumstance if not by choice there's not the same degree of support or understanding My mom, two sisters, three aunts, and multiple cousins, I am the only kidless woman. So why does any of this matter, and what does this have to do with living a healthy, sustainable, badass life? One of the key elements of a healthy, happy life is a community. Now, I will say that I have friends who are moms and some who are not, some who are also in the same boat I'm in, which is great, and they both come with their share of challenges. Because I'm still trying to find my footing with my business and who I'm helping, I thought about focusing on women who don't have kids because there's so little support for the things that they go through. It's not a comparison of better or worse, it's just different. Everyone's experience, no matter what they're going through, is relative and should not be dismissed. I'll even include men in that, whether they're a parent or not. Again... Everyone's challenges matter, and I think it's not entirely fair to say anything is better or worse because everyone's baseline is different. So no matter what, it's not going to be an apples to apples comparison. So while my poor brain definitely went down the rabbit hole with all of this, I've ultimately decided that I'm not going to specifically focus on women who are kidless. It's just too narrow of a scope for the kind of support that I want to offer people. Can I speak to them with more empathy and understanding because that's my reality? Sure. Do I have value to offer to women and men regardless of the parental status? Absolutely. A life change can look like so many different things. I've got so many life changes I've been through recently that trying to figure out who I am and what my life looks like from here has been humbling. But what about for the woman who has her first kid, or her second, or her third, and is realizing that her life will never be the same, each time? That's still relevant. Or for the man who is navigating parenthood and recognizing a shift in priorities? That's still relevant, too. And regardless of the situation, when you strip away all of the parental factors, you have a person who is stressed, regardless of if they're happy or sad, and is in need of a community in need of a sounding board, in need of ideas and permission to still focus on their own needs and best interests. It's amazing to me when I work with folks about how they're showing up for themselves, how they all know that they can't fill from an empty cup and they have to secure their own oxygen mask before helping others. They know this. They know it. And yet so few people actually do that. So few people take the time for themselves because it's selfish. It's one of those things that's like, yeah, that's great in theory, but it's kind of a mess in practice. And we can say self-care isn't selfish until we're blue in the face, but saying something and believing it are two totally different things. There's another part of this that I'm going to go on a tangent about real quick, as far as why I don't want to narrow my focus too much and only support this tiny scope of people. And this may come back to bite me in a little bit because I'm trying to figure some shit out, but this will at least explain my frame of mind. Part of the reason I don't want to focus solely on kidless women is because I've never been a fan of picking something, latching onto it, and making it my identity. On Instagram recently, one of the sober accounts that I follow posted a poll asking if people who are sober classify themselves as alcoholics, even in their sobriety. It got me thinking that no, I don't because in general, I don't classify myself by any one thing because I'm multidimensional. I'm sober, I'm kidless, I'm straight, I'm white, I'm a woman, I'm an omnivore, I'm a fitness enthusiast, I'm a wellness professional, I'm an aunt, I'm an Oregonian, I'm all of these things and more. To be clear, If others choose to classify themselves as something or identify as something because it gives them strength, makes them feel confident, empowered, or whatever, that's amazing. I have nothing against this in general. To each their own. For me, that always felt restrictive. However, in focusing on helping people who have just gone through a big life change, there's that feeling of being lost, unanchored, or starting fresh. That's a pain point that can be addressed in a productive way without further narrowing it to say, oh, I'm only going to focus on kidless women who have just gone through a life change and are trying to figure out who they are and how to live a healthy, happy, purposeful life. It feels better to me to say, hey, I'm going to focus on people who have just gone through a big life change and feel lost, stuck, overwhelmed, isolated, and are looking for direction and support to live a healthy and connected life where they feel amazing in their body and mind. One of the things that ties all of this together is that to live a healthy, sustainable, badass life, I am a firm believer that people need to feel confident and secure in where they're at and their choices and how they're taking care of themselves. And part of the reason I fell down this rabbit hole of realizing I'll probably never be a mom is because, again, there's this stigma, this shame... And this idea that you have all the time in the world and there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to live this great big life if you don't have kids that are taking up that time. But the reality is that us kidless women have our own share of challenges. And it's almost like trying to justify why we don't have time, don't have energy, don't have motivation. Being a kidless woman talking to a mom and saying, I'm exhausted, it's... Kind of like, even if it's not said out loud, I don't even know how to explain it. There's just like this reaction that's like, well, what do you mean you're exhausted? Or even better yet, trying to explain that I'm exhausted and the response being, oh yeah, me too. I was up all night with a colicky baby. What do I say to that? How do I explain that I'm struggling with things and it's affecting my mental health and leaving me feeling exhausted even though I sleep through the night? Because I can tell you one thing for sure, moms don't want to hear that shit. I don't have to be a mom to tell you that. I have plenty of moms in my life who, if I were to say, yeah, I'm exhausted after a full night's sleep, they might full on slap me and I can't say that I I would blame them. There's also this guilt around not feeling fulfilled and feeling like something is missing and hearing from moms who say things like, Girl, I wish I had your free time. You're so lucky that blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I hear that and I think, yeah, okay, but do you know how lonely that is? The reality is that there's two sides of the same coin. And in reality, we're all just looking for some balance. We're looking for love and connection and purpose while having the ability to get a full night's sleep, have time to ourselves, and be able to go to the bathroom in peace. So if you couldn't tell, My brain really took me on quite a trip and I wanted to bring you along because here's my thought. While all of our situations are different and unique to us, we all just want to be understood, to be heard, to feel our feelings without a disclaimer, to not have to say, I know I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful, but fill in the blank, but I'm so tired, but I'm so lonely, but I'm so unhappy but I'm so overwhelmed, but I'm so lost. Am I having a hard time with this realization that I'll probably never be a mom? Absolutely. absolutely. fucking lutely I never imagined that this would be my reality. Is it a bad thing? Not necessarily. And I have to say, I'm grateful for the perspective. I wish I could empathize with moms and the challenges that they go through. Moms are a special kind of badass, and I'll never argue with that. At the end of the day, though, I guess I want this to be my reminder to you all that even if the best you can do is sympathize with others, if you're in a situation where you can't empathize, it's okay. The important thing is that we make space for everyone and validate their feelings, even if we think they should consider themselves, quote unquote, lucky for whatever they have. Even if, in our eyes, they have more than we could ever dream of having. We all deserve that space and opportunity to make changes in our lives to help us feel like the best version of ourselves. The best version of me is one that has the energy and space to show up for myself and others, to make choices to help me feel my best without feeling guilty about it, to find purpose in things or joy in things that others might consider a luxury, and to mourn for the things that I won't have or won't experience while simultaneously being grateful for what I do have. I'd apologize for being a little all over the place with this conversation, but ultimately, I did the best I could. I did the best I could in making it make sense, not getting too carried away or down any random rabbit hole, and my best is good enough. Whether I'm sick or not, my best is good enough. And in case no one has told you yet today, this week, this month, or ever, your best is good enough too. Thanks for coming along with me on this little adventure, my friends. I'll be honest, this was not what I had planned to talk about this week, but it was one of those things that was just heavy on my heart and on my mind, and I will pretty much always prioritize those topics. A plan is great, but flexibility, like we've talked about before, is also important. I hope that this helped you in some way, especially if you just needed some reassurance that you don't need to feel guilt or shame for the feelings you have. I know you'll probably need to hear it many more times before you believe it, But don't worry, I got you. Have an amazing day, my friends, and I'll catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of The Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A S-A-B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.